It's time to go from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast where we give you the encouragement to change your life. Welcome to Vulnerable Moments with Jovan J. Palmer. No longer will you feel ashamed, unseen, and unheard. Get vulnerable, become courageous, and be free. And now your host, Jovan J. Palmer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Vulnerable Moments, the podcast. I'm your host, Joe Von J. Palmer. And as always, we have transparent people sharing their most vulnerable moments. Got another great individual here today. And I say great, I, I mean it. I love this girl. I, man, I love you too, bro. You are like, every time I see you, always in a good mood. Even when you hustling and grinding, it's like you're still in a good mood. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't even know where it comes from. <laughs> I would love to tell you because I have my moments, man. Like, as yeah, 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 yeah. just not so great, but it's like people's energy just gives me a different level of. It's like it's just a gentle reminder about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So even in moments where I don't feel like, like I could really be in a moment where I don't feel like it, but yeah. then someone comes in there like, "Oh my gosh, you know your brand and so on and so forth," and I'm like. Oh, okay, God, I saw what you did there. Mm. And you gently remember, like, it's not even about you. So yeah. get out get out of your space because it ain't got nothing to do with you. Facts. Factuals. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get into it, um, introduce yourself. Uh, my typical. Whatever you feel. I am Kelly Kells. I am the Ugly Brand. I'm the owner of the Ugly Brand. The purpose of our brand is to encourage people to do things ugly, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. No matter what starting point you're at, just continue to do things ugly. Stop giving up. Quit quitting on you. And things are not going to be perfect. I know we keep chasing perfection for some odd reason. And I didn't realize that it didn't exist until I started this brand. This perfection is like, it's not a thing. So why is it that we're chasing this thing? And I'm like, nah. I need people to understand, like, it's always going to be ugly. I don't care. You can make the millions. That's ugly, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the thousands, that's ugly too. I sure can't wait to find out though. Oh, what those sure. look like. Right. <laughs> those ugly the, problems the ugly, look right. different than <laughs> you know, the ugly million dollar problems right. are a lot different than mm-hmm. than, you know, hundreds of problems. Absolutely. But Where are you from, Kels? I am from Prince George's County, gorgeous Prince George's County, Maryland. That's what you call it? Yeah. Never I've never it? heard anybody say that before. Oh my God! I just heard everybody call it PG County. Yeah, gorgeous Prince George's. Huh. first time for everything. Yeah. So how was it growing up in PG? Man, growing up in PG was great. I gorgeous Prince George's. Yes, gorgeous, gorgeous Prince George's. Gorgeous Prince George's. Yep. Um, growing up in PG was amazing. I grew up in Forestville, Maryland. Um, not like the greatest part of Maryland, but it's not the worst either. Mm-hmm. I didn't have shootings and anything like that in my neighborhood, nothing like that. You had your few druggies, so on and so forth, but um, I grew up, went to private school. Parents put me in private school until I got kicked out. I got kicked out in second grade of uh, my private school. And uh, I'm sure we want to go into that maybe because I... Um, Back then, the school was predominantly, administratively, the school was um, comprised of people who don't look like us. Mm -hmm. And so, growing up, my mom has always taught me to speak your mind, say what you need to say, of course respectfully, 
Um, but I, I used to ask a lot of questions. And, and it was more so like, if you tell me two plus two is four, I'm like, well, why? Mm. Oh, we're not gonna do this today. Well, why? Why are we not doing this today? It's raining outside, we're not gonna do X, Y. Yeah, but why? You gotta, I would always, I just needed to know why. And I had this one teacher, she just could not stand it. She, and she deemed it as me being defiant and disrespectful. And I'm always questioning her. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't questioning her authority. I just I needed an explanation. I need to understand it. It's how I understood. But she didn't take the time to really, like, she didn't see it like that. And so phone calls, back to back to back. And so I also wasn't being challenged enough in the school. So when I finish my work, I'm bored now. So I'm going to start talking to my homies. Now, obviously, they're not finished, but I, yeah. I didn't register that. I'm eight, didn't register that. And so they were like, yeah, um... Hey, here's the thing. I don't know if this school is really for her. So, um, went there, and then after that, my mom's like, "Okay, cool, no problem. We'll put her in a public school and went to a tag program in Bowie, Maryland." What's and tag? Talented and gifted, because I was more advanced. Mm-hmm. But I, like only on one side, right? <laughs> like only in math, reading not so much. Like my behind was on hooked on phonics. I had the yellow box. <laughs> Out this joint, you know what I'm saying? Shut up. <laughs> I had the yellow box. Yeah. You know, but it, it was it was probably the best experience. I had um had some good teachers there. Um, my sixth grade teacher, I'll never forget her. Uh, my mom was in the hospital for like three months. Um, she ended up having a blood clot that went to her lungs. Um, I believe it went to her lungs. Um, traveled from her leg to her lungs, and she had to get a blood transfusion. Um. She's in the hospital for like I said, like I feel like it's like three months. Mm-hmm. And I had this one teacher, her name was Katrina Lawrence. I'll never forget her. And I would come to school, my dad's two girls, me and my sister. My dad doing hair, which is not a thing. Like I would come to school and my teacher would be like, Yeah, just bring her a couple of minutes early. And she would like <laughs> do my hair and stuff for me. Like projects my dad was still, you know, kicking out between that and going to see my mom in the hospital and things like that. And so like I had no idea what was going on. I just knew my mom was in the hospital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but my teacher at that time, she stepped up and like, was like, all right, no, cool, no problem. You know what I mean? I got her. Yeah. You know, and it was it was pretty dope. So, um, but growing up, I didn't have, I got everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. Everything. There's only one thing that I did not get growing up. What was that? It was a go-kart. And the only reason I didn't get that go-kart was because we didn't have like a garage or anything like that. Other than that, I would have gotten it. And so um, as soon as I get where I want to be, I, I want to buy, uh, my goal is ultimately to buy 11 acres of land. Um, I can't wait to buy my go-kart. People are probably going to think I'm childish, and it's cool. No. But I'm going to get my go-kart. ATV. Listen, I want the go-kart and the ATVs. I want all that. I was into all that stuff. That was the only thing I didn't get growing up. So growing up for me, it was pretty dope. I grew up, like, got, you know, I, didn't, I didn't, have to, didn't have to work, but I did. Mm-hmm. Um, my godmother introduced me to entrepreneurship. She started a, a bus company, a tour bus company, um, when I was 12. So any breaks, you know, I worked with her filing papers, stuff like that, in her house and everything. She grew it so big. Um, well, she grew it big. Uh, black woman in that industry, you know, became very popular there. Um, she ended up getting the office and stuff like that. So. Uh, but even then, like, I, there's there's nothing that I wanted for. I, I didn't know if my parents had struggles. I didn't know it. You know what I mean? I know my dad got laid off three times. Like during the course of their marriage, they're still married today. I think like 46 years, something like that. I can't remember. Um, but um, 
my dad always there, played sports, you know what I mean? It's all county and track and soccer growing up. I mean, they just were always there. So I, I, I had an amazing life growing up. But even with people, like, you know, I never, I never knew what, what divorce felt like. I didn't know. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that. And I try to explain to people all the time, like, just because I grew up my mom my dad don't mean. Everything is all pretty. Everything was Gucci. It wasn't. That's for sure. I know. I'm the same way. Yeah. Both my parents. It wasn't. Yeah. So, like, but I didn't learn that stuff till I grew up and got started going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? And. Like, and I got into therapy because of a terrible relationship. And I was like, yeah, I'm going through depression and stuff like that. And it's, my therapist took us all the way back to the order in which you are in your family. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, what does that have to do with anything? And then she it's told me about that. It's birthrights. And your, your, birth, your birth spot. I can't remember. It's a book. I asked for it for Christmas this year. Let but me know the name of it. I got you. As soon as we finish, I have it on my phone. Okay. And I, it's on my wish list. And I'm like... I never realized how the position of the that you are in your family plays a role in your life, and so it helped. I had to understand it because of the position that my mom played in, in her family. It dates back to that, so it connects it me that all the way. way. Connect me, connected oh, me so all the way that way because my mom and dad. So my dad is the youngest of six. Mm-hmm. My mom is the oldest of six, and so when I was going through therapy for this broken relationship that I had gotten out of it took me back to the broken relationship I had with my parents. Not my, not so much my dad. My dad, I'm a daddy's girl, hands down. He's my best friend. Talked to my dad about everything, anything to this day. We talk every day. My mom, it wasn't like that though. And um, growing up, my mom was just, she was the disciplinarian, mm-hmm. right? And it was more so, you do as I say, I keep clothes on his back, on your back, roof over your head. I'm paying for you to do this and the other. I'm doing my job. And my dad spent time with us. Mm-hmm. Come outside, play basketball, cool. I'll eat the, the, the plastic burgers from your stinky little kitchen, right? Like, <laughs> did you eat? I'll eat your little plastic burgers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't realize how important that was until I got older. And so it became a part in our family where my mom would feel like, the girls don't talk to me. You know, my dad's like, well, that's, you don't have that relationship with them. You didn't build that. Yeah, but I'm doing these things. And, but it's not, you know what I mean? And it, I can never, I'll never forget one thing my pastor said, a child spells love, T-I-M-E. Mm. And so I, I realized that, okay, now that's why our relationship, you know what I mean, wasn't strong or whatever. And so figuring out in therapy, and, my, and one thing my therapist said, she said, you know, where, where, what is your mom's birth order? And I'm like, well, I don't have to do anything. She's the oldest of six children. My mom didn't have time to learn how to, yeah, have fun and things like that. She's a things, back yeah. yeah, back then and then too, my grandfather's in the military. Mm. So there's a whole different level of lack of communication, especially in a black home. And so she was like the second, the third parent. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's always been discipline. It's always been structure. And so like, well, my dad's the youngest of, of six children. His mom died when he was seventeen. Oh man was for the streets. He was out here. He's having yeah. a good time. He raised himself just about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, but I didn't realize that the importance of your the birth order. And so I'm the youngest of just you have two children. But I have grew up very envious of my sister hmm. because I felt like my parents paid her so much more attention than me. And um, 
But it wasn't until I started once again going to therapy. I didn't realize, I'm like, even to this day, my parents coddled my sister more. But I didn't realize it was because that's what she needed. Because she's not as outgoing. She's not as, she's an introvert. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Extrovert. I do what I want. I'm going to do what I want. You know what I mean? I'm going to figure it out. If I, if I want to do something and I can't get it done this way, I'm going to figure out another way to do it. I'm very independent. My mom told me I turned over in two weeks when I was born. So, you know, I guess a child is not supposed to sleep on their stomach. And eventually they'll turn over to sleep on their backs. Or it might be vice versa. But whatever it was, I did it in two weeks. And so it was at that point my parents were like, oh, we, ain't, we don't need no more children because this one right here is going to give us a run for our money. <laughs> And did they you? did. I did. Dang. I did. And I still do. I still do. But it's, so it's, man, like, like I said, growing up, having both your parents, a lot of folks are like, yeah, so you guys get like the whole Pinterest family. Yeah, yeah. And it mm-hmm. ain't that sweet, man. <laughs> like, it's just, Absolutely. it's not. We got to a point where I had to move out. I moved out, um, you know, moved in with, with my aunt or something like that because me and my mom just were not talking. Mm-hmm. We were not getting along. It was, and in her mind, it was like, she's so defiant. Yeah. And it was more so like, I couldn't communicate to my mom the damage that had been done with the lack of communication, the type of communication. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that, I didn't even know how to communicate. I just knew that we didn't know how to communicate. And, and us being so strong-minded and being alike, yeah, it, it put us in a bad spot for a while. And it wasn't until I went to school down at Winston-Salem State. You went to Winston-Salem State? I went for a year. Really? No, I went for a, first, for a semester. I went for a semester in 2006. When? I was at Lewisburg then. Yeah. And so I went down there for a semester. And it wasn't until then that we got close. We were far away from home, stuff like that. wasn't there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't until then that we got close. And when I came back, I came back home, finished up at Bowie State. And now my mom is like, she's the one, when it comes to this business stuff, when I tell you she's the number one supporter I got, she's like, okay, well, what do you need me to do? You know what I mean? When it comes to these hoodies, everything, she packaged them, she folds them. Uh, I've not, I've not folded one hoodie, not one T-shirt since I started this brand. And it's like she's once I took the disc assessment, I had her take the disc assessment. She's a high C. My C is in the trash can. <laughs> Administratively, <laughs> you want me to organize something? No, I'm just, a, I'm just the brains. I don't, I can't, I don't organize. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But she, okay, Kelly, you need to let me know this, 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 and this. I'll do the rest. You know what I mean? So it's so crazy how full circle yeah. is, it's, it's come. Um, my dad logistically is the brains. You know what I mean? You need to be here at what time? All right, cool. You need to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get this for you. So I know like a lot of folks, when they get into entrepreneurship, they feel so lonely. I've never felt that. I don't, I mean, not, not like I've never felt like somebody ain't support me. Is my my two right handed right left hand of my mother and my father, you know what I mean? And it's it's so some people say you know I, I can't relate. You know what I mean? I might be lonely in other areas um, of entrepreneurship, but not not the actual physical support. Mm-hmm. I've gone out of town like I had my first keynote speech uh, November tenth down in North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, down at Damian Burris's um, eight inch world mastermind event. And first thing is my mom's like okay. What's hotels? I, I booked the van. We're driving down. No problem. Now, what, what are we, we going to order these hoodies? What are we doing? You know what I mean? And sometimes, they get so bothered because I'm like, why are you so advanced? I'm like, girl, we got time. <laughs> She's like, nah. You know, we got to do this and the other. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah okay, you're right. You mm-hmm. know? So, 
but I, I don't, I don't, growing up and growing up, my life was great. I still have my friends. I still got some friends from neighborhood, sandbox, sandbox homies. Hey, the first thing they check on is um, some, some guys I hung around. We used to play sports and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. every time I see them, how's dad? You know, my dad is the neighborhood dad. You know what I mean? Um, but even friends from sandbox, even my friends from middle, my best friend from middle school is still my best friend to this day. Still my best. And, and what I realized is I'm like, dang, you know, it's her birthday is the same day as my mother. Mm. August 29th. You know what I mean? We're total polar opposites. I mean, as she's you should be. super girly, you know, just, mm-hmm. I mean, pocketbooks and into all. We are so total opposite. Best friends to this day. Till this day, we've been friends since since we were 12 years old. I'm 35. We're 35. So 20-something years. So mm-hmm. I can't, when it comes to loyalty and friendship, I know what it's supposed to feel like because I've got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, that's, life growing up for me was, was great. Yeah. So life being so great, mm. um, like people always like, oh, Yo, you ain't been through nothing. Oh, yeah. People always like, they, they were like, oh, throw yeah. it in the face. Like you said, you got a two parent household. They oh, stayed yeah. together. You don't divorce. It's like, yo, you don't, you don't know nothing. You ain't been through nothing. Yeah. And it's like, just because my life growing up mm-hmm. shaped out differently from the way that your, yours mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I haven't experienced mm-hmm. life in a way. In a way. Mm-hmm. So, what are some things that you've experienced that people can say, like, damn, like, regardless yeah. of like you know it's not always glitter where it it's goes not, where it shines that like yeah. just because the two parents are there like so you got two parents they took care of to help yeah. you down but it's yeah. like we still go through things yeah man i um i'll say uh one thing i grew what with my parents still being together and stuff i grew up ignorant when it came to relationships mm. grew up very naive i grew up seeing for me what was healthy right. in a relationship I've never seen my parents argue till this to this day. Never seen my parents argue. So when it came time for me to get into a relationship, when you're dealing with other people who may have seen that, mm-hmm. I don't know how to argue. I mean, first of all, you yelling. Why are we doing all right. that? <laughs> like, why are you? Because I've never seen that. Facts. What type of stuff communication yeah, is that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, I will say I grew up with my mom yelling at me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is she always yelling? You know, and, and see, I am that child. Who are you talking to? Mother or not, who are you talking to? You come, you raise your voice at a 10, I'm going to a 12. Care child's place or not, I didn't care. And that kind of stuff got me in trouble. Mm-hmm. Because now she like, oh, who are you talking to? Right. I'm your mom. Yeah, I get it. But that don't mean you still get to talk to me any old kind of way. Don't work like that. Mm-hmm. But that took us back to my mom's family pathology. Military dad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's in the military. He raised them. Now he didn't yell at his girls. One thing he he had four boys and two girls. Yeah. Same thing on my dad's side. Four boys and two girls. But my dad, my mom's dad was my grandfather. I never uh, got to meet him, unfortunately. Um, when it came to his boys, very stern. Girls doted on him. Do whatever they want, but he instilled the fact you need to get education. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want you out here depending on no dudes. Right. You need to get educated. Mm-hmm. And so, but I don't know, th- that's the way that their family, my mom's side of the family communicates. They, they, and to, the, to this day, it's yelling and it's screaming and I'm like, it tr- it's a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. So my mom would yell at me and so when I got into a relationship, that screaming and yelling stuff, I'm like, 
oh, this is not gonna work for me. You, yeah, you I need you at a decibel of a ten. I need you at a two. Yeah, because you, you can't get me. I'm traumatized mm-hmm. it, to to this day. You cannot yell at me. I don't care who it is. It could be, you know, my partner I'm in a relationship with now. I can't. You, yelling is not a thing for me mm-hmm. because I, I, you're not communicating anymore. Right now, I'm worried about who you talking to like that. I'm missing the message now. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing that I I never saw my parents argue. And so when it came down to relationships, when an argument would ensue, I'm like, well, this ain't supposed to happen. I never seen this. I never learned how to fight fear. Mm-hmm. I never, so now, but I, what I did know is that I never wanted to be, uh, I never wanted to have to put my guards up, right? Like defensive. But that's what I saw when right. it came to my mom. Defensive, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whole side of the family is like that. And so that was one thing where I was very naive and ignorant to the negatives of relationships because I never saw it. Yeah. On the other end of that, I also never saw my parents show affection. So I had to decide, did I want that in my relationships? Why are my parents not affectionate? I'm affectionate as I don't know what. Overly affectionate. I can be annoyingly affectionate sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it's because I didn't get that. You know what I mean? I didn't grow up a lot with getting hugs and stuff like that. And so now with... My, my my kids, and so it's, I, let me just be clear, I don't biologically have any children, but I have children by way of relationship, and I have four godchildren. So all in all, I have eight children that I am very tied to. At I'm 35? Yeah. I mean, I ain't, but I didn't physically have them. I knew them. you have them, but it's just yeah. the responsibility. That's Man, the, listen, let me tell you something, dog. People be out here dating kid, people with kids. I date, I, I, my, my, my girlfriend has, has children. We have two kids, and then she um, adopted her brother. With three kids, mm-hmm. yeah. Luckily, they're older. Two are they're, they're older. Youngest yeah. is ten. So we, we're, all, we're that last one is is our last one. And then I have a uh, from a relationship prior. I have a ten year old. Uh, unfortunately, her mom is um special. She's on her own her own wave. Mm-hmm. And then I have um, a godson. My sister and her wife just had a baby, so that's two. Mm-hmm. He's 11 months. He'll be a year next month, November 28th. And then I have two goddaughters. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my godchildren, her her godmother passed away. And so I asked to be her godmother. Because I think everybody, my, my godmother is what got me into entrepreneurship. She's also, you know, provided for me when I went to WSSU mm-hmm. my mom and my dad were like hey nah we can't co-sign for no loan typical you know black family we don't we didn't prepare yeah. for college all mm-hmm. I knew was that you going right I'm gonna tell you you going now how you how, how we you gonna, gonna figure all that it? out mm-hmm. now my business right baby. but you going <laughs> you'll be there you're gonna be there mm-hmm. you know what I mean because that's what we that's what they were taught college right. was that so you know my godmother I want to go to WSSU my parents were like yo we can't fade that you know what I mean we can't fade to be a a, a co a co-borrow Told my godmother, she's like, all right, I got you. Send me the paperwork. Like that. So when it comes to me being a godparent, I take it very serious because, once again, I was blessed with the best godparents a kid could ask for. So, um, Why do you think you took on the responsibility of so many kids, though? I don't know, man. I can't tell you. I love children. I just don't want to have none. <laughs> Looks like it hurts. <laughs> I genuinely don't want to physically have any children. I know there are some people, <laughs> legit, man, there are some people who are like, oh, my gosh, Kelly, you'd be such a great mom. And I know it because mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. I But to physically have this, I have learned, like, your bones shift. Everything, your organs, everything shifts. Like when you have children, physically, mm-hmm. nine months, 
in there and you're supposed to be in there for nine months. Some of these kids be stubborn. Yeah. Some of these kids come early. Like, I just genuinely don't think, for me, that God wants it. And maybe it's not God. Maybe God, maybe it is God. I'm 35 and I made it this far. Because, you know, I haven't always been with women my whole life. So that's a whole other story. And I, I skated <laughs> all those years. <laughs> I skated. So I feel like I wasn't supposed to physically have children. Okay. And then two, I feel like now all children ask to be in a situation. No, mm-hmm. no children ask to be in a situation. So I just take my responsibility serious. I don't, I'm not that person who wants to be involved in a child's life and then be like, oh, well, because it didn't work out here, you know what I mean, that I no longer have a responsibility. Now that kid, that kid looked up to me for something like that. I, I still feel like I can give that kid something. And it's not all kids. I, not all kids I come in contact with where I would be like, oh, that's my kid. These are just situations that I've been involved in those children's lives for years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm their outlet, you know? Um, my godson, man, his situation with his parents is, is nuts. It's so unhealthy. I'm his safe space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so... I think that if I were to ever, and I told my parents this, I told everybody, if I were to ever really have had children outside of these relationships, that I mean, if I never came upon any of these relationships, I would adopt the child. Because I think there's so many children who don't ask to be in situations. Right. And if I can give them just a piece of what my parents gave me, it change that kid's life. Absolutely. So I know that one thing that I want to do when the ugly brand gets really, really big um, I definitely want to start a nonprofit towards and, and, and gear it towards children mm-hmm. because I feel like kids, like I said, they don't ask to be here, so they're depending on us to do right. Yeah. And there are so many people out here who are just choosing not to do right because mm-hmm. they're selfish or yeah. for whatever reason. It could be selfish. It could be mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, just because you have a mental illness, that don't stop you physically yeah. from doing something, right? And then that, that, that something can produce a child. And now we have a child who's dealing with you not dealing with your mental illness. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I, I can't tell you, like, what would make you sign up for eight kids? Man, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just God put these kids in my life, my life and I'm not going to. They all have a piece of me. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about <clears throat> legacy. Everybody, it's the first thing people think about, my legacy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My legacy is not, it's not by blood, but my kids going to carry on something out of me. You know? So, it's, it, I don't know. It ta- I think it takes a special person to be able to adopt children. Oh, for sure. Because now I'm taking on, I'm taking on all of their stuff that ain't got nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I can't be like, oh, that's genetic. She just like me. I understand where she gets that from. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm trying to pick up where you getting this from and now how can I help you with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had nothing to do with me. Yeah. But I feel like I'm here and it's my responsibility to try to help as much as I can. Yeah. You know, so that that's this is it's crazy, to be hundred percent honest. But so four boys, four girls. And it and it balanced itself out. Yeah. And I I never for that one little moment in life that I wanted kids, this is when I was young and naive and was like, I'm gonna be married at twenty three. <laughs> And I want three boys. I want a house of chaos. I always said that. I wanted a house of chaos. And I don't know why. I don't know if our house, was, our house wasn't boring. 
like, but I did have some friends where I grew up where they had like six kids, and it's just everyone's everywhere. It's friends all over the place. Like it was, but we had fun there. Mm -hmm. And I used to always like, I want a house of chaos. I'm at three boys, and then I got older, and then I got into relationships with trash people, right? Like who hadn't done their work, and I obviously didn't know nothing about doing work. And then I was like, mm, maybe 25, 25. 26, 27, and at that point, I'm really realizing, yeah, I don't want no kids. A lot of responsibility, and they're not cheap. They're not cheap, and not even just financially, but time. I don't always have been, uh, I always beat, like, go to my own beat. So you got these kids, now I gotta find somewhere for them to stay, which is not a big deal. Right. Mom and dad are here, but then you wanna be that mom mm -hmm. who's always tossing your kids to mom and dad. So it's like, I always felt like I wasn't where I wanted to be financially. Mm -hmm. And even right now, I got to eat these, these eight kids, but I don't, I'm not solely fully responsible for them, but if something were to happen to their parents, I am now. Like, I'm on, I'm on one of them's life insurance because, you know, mom and dad can't get them situations together, but I'm on, like, I'm, I'm, I would not, not take care of my responsibility. That's what I signed up for. So I done told my friends, look, we sold out. I ain't got no more room. I got one. And, my, and now my best friend, the one I was telling you about earlier, of 20-plus years, she wants a child. And I already know what's coming with that. I can give you nine, but that's it. Mm -hmm. I'm sold out after that. But you know, I love kids. So that's mm. just one thing. The, Ke know. the Kelly Bunch. Man, the Kelly Bunch. And it's a bunch. Like, they're to totally different ends of the spectrums. All of them, personalities and mm. all that. But I love them. They're great. They're good kids. None of my kids been in, well, I got one, 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 one out of eight, I think is good. Mm -hmm. And it's not his fault. It's, it's, he's 12 years old having to process adult things. And it's a struggle. Mm -hmm. And I, I can't, I can only just help him as much as, as much as you can. He's the smartest kid that I got out of all of them. He's a genius. But just the, the mental um, stress he's going through. Yeah. It's horrible. I wouldn't wish on any kid. So let's spin this conversation and go back to something you said. So you said you hadn't been, you know, dating women your whole life. Mm -mm. What was the, what was it like for you dating men? And what was the reason why you stopped dating men to say, you know what? I find my heart is chasing, not chasing, but happier, happier with women. Yeah. I feel like I should have some type of like philosophical answer. <laughs> <laughs> and I genuinely don't have one. I so have like, one. here's the thing, right? Like, so I can just go through the journey real quick, right? I have the best dad in the world. Mm -hmm. To this day, before like, most I even like, came to, just like my that's dad. it, that right there, yeah. right? I genuinely think that might be why I ended up not really dealing with men heavily because my dad, like even before I came down here, like I get really bad migraines to the point where I have a, a prescription for them. Mm -hmm. And my dad was like, did you get your prescription stuff filled? I'm like, no, you know, I'm all over the place. And he's like, all right, cool, you need to make that call. I make the call, he's like, all right, well, I'm gonna go pick it up. You know what I mean? Like he just, my dad does the smallest things, but they're so big, they're so huge. My dad is just, that guy is amazing, but, I did not pick guys that were like my dad. 
and I think that because I felt like I couldn't find a guy, there's only one guy that I think that was remotely close to my dad. And here's the truth, right? Like, we can be raw, right? Yeah, yeah. He was married. I was dealing with a married dude, right? And it was, y'all, so don't y'all judge me, okay? Don't y'all judge me, just Judgment love me. Judgment-free zone, y'all know Just that. love me, all right? I was young, you know what I'm saying? And that's the only guy that I felt like that was like my dad, but he wasn't mine, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And after that is when I really kind of, and I, and I had dated women before. I dated a, woman, a female. I first dated a female in high school. And that was cool. It was fun. It was a time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We had a time. <laughs> we had some times, man. We had time. But even with her, man, mm -hmm. she she was still battling <laughs> with being okay with being gay, right? With being with women. Mm -hmm. I never had that problem. You're going to get who you got. I felt like if I wanted to date, date and deal with a woman that day, great. If I wanted to deal with a man that day, great. I could have both. So I did what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, Was it hard coming out to your parents? or it was like, No, you know why? Like you know why it wasn't hard? Because my sister broke the mold for me. <laughs> and then it was, let me tell you, man. When my sister broke the mold, uh -huh. man, I was, I was in high school. I came home from soccer practice that day. My sister was home from Fayetteville State that day. And uh, she was like fall break or something. It was one of the best things about college in the South, fall breaks. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck? We should have had this stuff in high school. But whatever. She came home. And I already knew that my sister was gay. And she did not forewarn me that this was the conversation she was going to have. So when I walked in that house that day, by far, felt like the most awkward. Tension. I mean, like, I felt like thicker than, oh, I just knew what, instantly I knew what yeah. was happening. And I was like, okay, Kel, you can do one or two things. You can turn this corner and walk back out. And leave sis on her own. Or you drop your bomb too. Or you, no, I didn't know. I was only 16. Back then, I was still with dudes. You know okay, what I'm saying? I had okay. a high school sweetheart and everything, a little quarterback. And <laughs> and um, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Or I can, like, you know, try to help my parents understand. Because we were raised in a Christian home, mm -hmm. right? So being gay and Christian, just no. No. Right. Not allowed. Like, we were Christian school. They, they let me back into school, middle school. Okay. So, uh, it wasn't allowed. And so my mom, oh my gosh, it was, and this is not what God has and so on and so forth. And dad is just dad. I mean, he's like, all right, so let me process this. And so I figured, I said, okay, let me, let me, day mm -hmm. just to you know kind of ease this right like i'm the person that when stuff is tough i'm gonna find some type of humor somewhere yeah because it's just it's weird and i don't i don't want you know i feel like laughter just is healing and so i was like look guys listen you know at least you won't have to worry about her getting pregnant okay and so let's just let's just count our blessings here in all of this right and so just try to cut the tension a little bit but so but with my parents, there still was a mold that had to be, I still had to come out because mm -hmm. now my sister, the de my sister didn't date guys. So when she came out, it was, this is strictly who she was. But here go me, I've dated guys. So my mom's like, now wait a minute. <laughs> now, what, now wait a minute, sis. You just, yeah. you just out here frolicking. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I never came out in high school. I, I got caught. 
So I was, I, was, I got caught, right? Like it's, doing the do? I got caught. Thought dad, mom was at work. Mm-hmm. Knew she wasn't home. Thought dad was at work. This guy came home on a dang lunch break. Well, I was out of school that day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had a car. I'm like, yeah, girl, come on over. <laughs> and it just was, it was, it was, I got caught. Right. And that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's how my dad found out. So you hear him come in the house? Well, no, because I was busy, obviously. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I got caught. <laughs> I got caught. And so um, after that, you know, it was like, well, it can't get no worse than that. You know what I'm saying? And so, but at that time, my dad, mm. my mom, you know, it's just a phase for Kelly. Ain't no, no, no phase. This is who I am. This is it. I, I, this is cool. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm, this is what I want to do. And so, you know. Uh, I still had to break the mold, though. I still had to break the news when I actually started dealing with girls more seriously. Yeah. You're talking about moving in and stuff like that. That one time, okay, won't do it again. Okay, the next time go around, we're going to have to buy something together because that moving in stuff was tragic. But um, it was more serious. My serious, And I had serious relationship with men, too, though. Mm. You know what I mean? But it just, I couldn't get what I felt like I need it from a man emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it, it now that I'm older and, and more um, developed with myself mm-hmm. and personally developed, I'm thinking maybe, obviously, the, the, I put a level of responsibility on myself. Maybe it's the men that I was choosing. Yeah, because like you said, you were dating a cat who was similar to dad, but of course he wasn't yours. Yeah, and yeah. Let's talk about that for a yeah, moment, you know, yeah. because uh, I won't say it this man, way. Man, say it, man. In a sense, you were a homewrecker. Yes, I was. She never found out, though. Yeah, but but it, it was, doesn't it, make it, it right. Still, yeah, it doesn't make it, it right. Doesn't make it, it right. It's still there. Yeah. And dealing with that mm-hmm. in that moment, like mm-hmm. what what's going on? Like you knew, because like you seem to I be knew. a responsible individual. I knew. Yeah, I knew. And what was it that said, you know, I know this is wrong, but like, yo, this guy right here. I didn't care. I didn't care. I, 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 we had a good time. We had fun. We connected, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. On levels that we should not have connected, but we did. And I'm like, I was selfish. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, that's his situation. It ain't got nothing to do with me. It's cold. It's cold. Cold. Selfish selfish and and you would think that you know because i come from mom and a dad you know what i mean how would i feel if i was a child and a woman came and did that to my family mm-hmm. i was i never thought about it you know what i'm saying i never thought about kells you want to be married one day what if somebody does that to you mm-hmm. i did not care i was type of, i'll deal with it if it happens you know what i mean um and it went on for about a year. It wasn't no short-lived stuff. It's a whole year. Yeah. How were y'all fooling around for a whole year and not get caught? I have my own house. I have my own house. How old were you me. at this time? Oh, 28. I bought my house when I was 24. So I, I moved out of my parents' house mm-hmm. immediately into my home. I never rented an apartment or anything like that. And no judgment to anyone who has or anything like that. I just... The, and literally, the only reason why I bought a house was because my the, the lady who was doing my taxes at the time was like, look, Just buy your house. you need to buy a house or you need to have a kid. 
you already know how I felt about having kids. Cool. It's the house it is. I was in, I was in a contract two months later. Let me go buy a house, <laughs> brand new build, ground up. I was like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not, you know. You still in the house today? Yep, to this day, it's actually Airbnb out right now while I'm down here. So, it's it's, I love my house, man. It's cool, but I can't wait to to move on. It's great. I've been there for ten years. It's mm. almost it's time. So, but um, yeah, I didn't care. And and you see, he was a police officer, so. You know what I mean? Working at night. Yeah, yeah, see, them shifts are different. So, you know, I didn't have much. I got the time that I wanted, right? But then it got to a point to where I'm like, I want more. And he couldn't give me that. Right. So the bad thing is, is it's not even that I didn't stop doing this because I was because it was wrong. Mm-hmm. I stopped doing it because I was, once again, I was selfish. I didn't get what I wanted out so of since it. since I can't get what I want, yo, you can There's go. There's no point in doing this. You can go in and do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, it just, and it, and it wasn't. It wasn't right, man. It wasn't a good thing. You know what I mean? Like it just it was a part of my story. Part of, and I've never and ever since then, never did it again, and um, would never do it again. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. I don't. Right, right. You know, even to I. And it, this might sound weird, but I don't judge anyone who has done it. Mm-hmm. It takes two. You know what I mean yeah. to participate in that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I at that time when I was doing it, I was like. I get what I want for the moment, and I'm enjoying myself, so I did it. But, you know, if I could take it back, this is the bad part. It probably might sound weird. Part of me would say yes. I would love to take it back because it wasn't the right thing for me to do. Right. But it, I don't regret anything I've done only because that's just my life has molded me. It, those mistakes, those bad decisions mm-hmm. are what have molded me and created me today. Yeah. But, you know, it, it was absolutely not right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not right. And so it wasn't, it, it was after him, you know, you know, he was the closest one to where I'm like, you know, he's a good guy. He's awesome. He's everything that I would want to do, but I can't do this. And then it also got to a point, too, where I was like, if he can do this here, mm-hmm. you always have that thing where I'm different. Nah. What makes you different? Right. It's just going to be, because you're in a relationship. You're only gonna get eighty percent of what you want from somebody. Facts. Twenty percent looks really good when you don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even though we clicked and we and things was great between us, you know, I'm still at some point was gonna be able to give him that extra, that little twenty percent. Maybe it was a kid. I didn't want kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, nah, it's 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 that was probably one of the best worst relationships I was in. Mm. You know what I mean? So. I've, and and he wasn't the first guy. I, I messed with another guy who, he was married, but they were separated. Mm-hmm. So even then, even that mindset, well, they separated. So uh, this ain't as bad. Uh, this ain't that bad. Right. But I mean, I still went through some stuff. You know what I'm saying? That, that ex-wife showed me a number. Sis came in the house, broke in the house, stole my stuff. You know what I'm saying? I had to take her to court. All that stuff. Like I'm like, yeah, I didn't even sign up for this. <laughs> like y'all not even together no more. Why are you doing all yeah, that? Yeah. But in her mind, technically, you know, but this is where I learned about patterns. Mm-hmm. It was that relationship that I learned about patterns. Uh, and within yourself. Myself and other people. Mm. You know what I mean? They had a pattern. They were together for a while. They had a pattern of break up, make up, break up, make up. We fell into that same pattern. This was the most manipulative person I had ever been with. This is when I learned about manipulation. I mean, I hadn't experienced it prior, prior to then. But then, you know, catch it. This dude was 20 years my senior. You know what I'm saying? 20 years older than me. He been doing this. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
And so that relationship, I learned about patterns. You know what I mean? I learned about the court system. Take somebody to court. You know what I'm saying? For grand theft. All that. You know, I'm like, dang. Like, so, you know, these are the th- the parts where you're like, okay, Kelly, you've seen these healthy relationships. Why would you go and do this other stuff? Well, I didn't know about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was, it's like, well, but by that time, I was already in it. Right. You know what I'm and saying? Once so once you're in something in your good. heart, yeah. it feels good. Your heart gets involved. Mm-hmm. You don't, you start, you, I'm different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you ain't different, man. Right. These things, these, these situations are so timeless. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, I'm not in that space now. You know what I mean? I'm in a, in a very good relationship now. Of course, you have your stuff, but. You know, we're in a, in a space where communication is being worked on mm-hmm. because ultimately you still have two different people. Right. And you're still trying to figure that stuff out. But, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, it's – um, and I, and I think that – and this is one thing, too, that you get you touch on. You, you ask another thing, too, about my childhood. A big thing that happened to me that shifted some of the reason why I probably did some of these bad relationships, I was molested at 19. Mm. And some people – would say 19 you 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 didn't but when you're in a position with somebody that you trust you're you're in this kind of stuff happens you get in a state of shock yeah yeah and you're like what's happening it happened for like five or six minutes this this guy uh inappropriately against my will touched me and i'm like you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. Like, I look at you like a second dad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it happened, and I was like, that's mm, not good. And I was in a relationship at the time. And I was like, okay, Kel, like, you don't got to tell nobody. Like, you just, you know what I mean? But then I went home, and I was um, with that with the guy that I was with at the time, and I just started busting out crying. And he's like, what's happening? You know what I mean? And I, I told him what happened. And he's like, oh, I'm ready to go and take yeah. care of this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the reaction that I, and it's so crazy because you would think, yeah, that's what you want. Yeah. I didn't want that. You know what I'm saying? I just did. I just wanted it to go away. Right, right. And I really didn't realize that how it affected me until I started going through therapy. Mm-hmm. And this happened at 19. I didn't start going to therapy until 20, 24, 25. Mm-hmm. So I buried it. You know what I mean? And that's when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, boy, it came out. It came out. And I ended up having to tell, uh, you know, I ended up telling my dad. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell him until I was in my 30s. And my mom literally just found out last year on a, really? li- on a, on a live on Instagram. Yep. I didn't want to tell her because I didn't want my mom to feel like, and, and this is one thing too, right? When we, when you know, coming out with my sexuality, and even with my sister, right? She's only had two girls and here we are both. You know what I mean? Dealing in the, you know, LGBTQABCD, I don't know what it is, community. I'm not laughing. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool, because I don't know how many letters are in there. Okay. I'm and I really you. don't know why there are so many letters. And this is no disrespect well, yeah, to yeah. my own community. I just don't, you know what I'm saying, yeah, right? I, I, I don't, I don't get it, right? Yeah. But, and so, because I didn't want my mom to feel like a failure. Mm. I didn't want her, and you know, she already felt that way sometimes. You know, in, in dealing with that. You yeah, know like I mean? you got two daughters. And who I didn't want my dad to feel like he didn't protect me. You know what I'm saying? That's And that's a lot that's too. That's heavy for a man. Yeah, that's heavy for a man to say, like, yeah. if my daughter's happened to my daughter, it's heavy for you because you're dealing with the burdens of right. what happened with you. And, right. you know, the weight of one, 
he molested. Right. To hold it from your mom and your yep. dad. And then also, yep. you know, the weight of you not wanting your mom to, you know, like, feel like she's a failure. So that's mm-hmm. another weight that you got to carry. Yep. It's like you just brick by brick, brick by, by brick, brick yeah. by brick. And it's just like, yep. that's why I love these stories of you didn't go through nothing, but it's like, yo, you had your own experience. Like, yeah. Just because I didn't go through the tumultuous like my, my, trauma my dad, breaking up my mom, my mom going to separate houses yeah stuff. yeah yeah you still go through traumas man Facts. i think that everybody has a heal from their childhood yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. care how good your parents i don't care how many books you read i don't care there because there are things that you get to that place where i'm gonna i'm not gonna do this because my parents did this mm-hmm. but every child is different you yeah. know what i'm saying you never and so you learn you you do what you were taught mm-hmm. you can read the books all day in the paint you can look at the youtubes you can look at the dr fields you can do all that but your kid is going to be unique to to you mm-hmm. and your situation. And so, you know, I never blame my parents for anything. But because I know that my parents love me so much, I never wanted them to take on the burden of feeling like they didn't do something. Yeah. Because they did everything. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to get, when I got older, to realize my parents did the best they could with what they had. Yep. And I'm not talking about, that's not a financial statement. Yeah. It's a mental and emotional statement. Mm-hmm. I and get, I get that. Now when I raise my kids, I'm working on the money part. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get there. Yeah, absolutely. I try I to be so emotionally in tune with them. And sometimes, Joe, I really catch myself not being so good at it. And I know I need to be better. I know I need to be maybe. But you're more. still growing though. Yeah, so I'm not, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'll be coming to these kids' lives, five, six. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm coming to my daughter's life ten. You know, and so I have to adjust and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm so grateful for the things that I went through with my parents mm-hmm. because I now I'm so aware of not just you having to provide for your children financially. You've got to provide for these children emotionally. Oh, it's sure. way more important to provide for them emotionally than mm-hmm. it is financially. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I have friends who have children and stuff like that, and I always tell them to make sure they take care of themselves emotionally because an unhealthy mommy cannot raise a healthy baby. Facts. And an unhealthy daddy cannot raise a healthy child. Mm-hmm. Like, it can't. So it's, it's so important to take care of yourselves. And I think that when sometimes when you have children, you forget about it because you get so focused on taking care of them. Forget about yourself. And you forget about yourself. And yeah. it's even the same thing in relationships. You get so focused on taking care of because because when my parents went through, they did go through a shift in their relationship. Yeah. There were times where divorce was on the table. You go through a shift, these kids not in here no more. Now we we stuck. Yeah, we right. gotta look at you. It's we gotta like figure my, out do we even still like each other. The distraction as yeah. to like why we're still together because we're focused on them. And exactly. Then I was like, Kelly gone, sister's yep. gone. It's like now what? Damn, like, even dog is gone. Yeah, nigga, you still here? Yeah. You still here? Mm. You saying nigga I'm married? Your breath stink. God, oh, <laughs> snoring and shit. You got a CPAP machine and everything else now? I got a question. What's up? It just dawned on me. Do you think you've taken on the responsibility of so many children? Not, of course, because of the reasons you right, explained, right. but because, you not, because you're not going to give your, your parents kid, grandkids? Well, uh, no, my sister gave him a grandkid, so why do I have to do it? I understand because, like... But you, she just gave him one this year, last year. Yeah, this year. So she's not gay anymore? No, she's gay. Her and her wife had a baby. Yeah, her wife had a baby. Her wife carried. My sister tried to carry. She um, she had blood clots that went to her lungs two years ago. So she... 
Same thing with your mom. It happened with your sister. Same thing with my mom. It happened with my sister. And then last year, my dad uh, had a blood clot found in his leg. He caught it. Didn't go to his lungs. That so needless to say, away from yep. a blood clot from a knee injury went to his lungs and burst. I have a friend who I lost, um, Tanya Owens. I lost her four years ago at her grandson's birthday party. Dang. So um, I know I'm supposed to be the limiting fear, limiting limiting beliefs and fear coach, but I have a fear. We all do. As it's 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 obviously in my family. Yeah. You know what I mean. You just don't know. Yeah. And so this year, when my appendix burst, well, it didn't burst. It it was on its way. And I had to go to surgery. Yeah, remember that, yep. I'm like, yo. This could be it. That's cool. This appendix is just in the little appendix, but see, it's these other things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the next week, I had to fly out to Mexico for one of my best friend's weddings. Yeah, because I was talking to you then. That, yo, like, what's up? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and I really had to think about it. I'm like, do I let this $3,000, and, and I know the $3,000, it wasn't really about the money, because I can make that back. Yeah. But just being there for my friend, like, you know, they, you know, been together for almost 10 years and finally tying this knot. And I'm like, here you are. You know what I mean? You, you recovering. And you, it's a major surgery. Mm-hmm. It's common, but it's a major surgery. Yeah. So you still got cut And open. yeah. And so I went to Mexico and was in a wheelchair the whole time with compression socks. But I did buy some fashion, fashionable compression socks. Of course you did. Yeah. They're pretty cool. But, you know, so... Yeah, it's um, that's a huge fear of mine. But I I don't know I I don't. My 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 mom now has her one grand, um, mm-hmm. Ehan. Ehan. Yeah, I know hard. it means like something. That. It's pretty dope. I, I can't. I think it means like prince or something like that. It sounds yeah. Yeah, he is um, he's eleven months today. Oh, she just had the baby. Yeah, eleven months today. His his one year birthday is next week next month. And um, my mom is so overjoyed, you know what I mean? And I think that, though, I think maybe where I get this from, my parents are like that. And I'll tell you, we, we, growing up, went to private school, we went to, we had a young lady, my sister played basketball. We had a young lady who came over from the Bahamas Mm -hmm. to play basketball on our team, and she stayed with us for the two years. Parents didn't know this girl from Adam. The coach just said, this girl needs somewhere to stay. My parents are like, okay, we'll do it. But because all of my friends around me, I don't know if I have any of my close friends around me whose parents are still together. And, or made, or even if their dad and or mom was even, you know, heavily involved. I have so many friends who call my parents mom and dad. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what it is. Because that's just what I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I saw. My parents never turned a child away. That makes sense. They never turned a child away. Now, a parent, maybe. (laughs) Okay? They can go on with your parents. We don't care nothing about y'all. Y'all grown. (laughs) Whatever piss poor decisions y'all make, that's you. But a child, (laughs) my mom never never turned turned away. One of my godchildren is, she came by way of my sister, one of my sister's old relationships. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, well, because just because y'all not together no more, I'm not gonna leave this, you know, this young lady out here to struggle on her own. And so, even now to this day, she's that's her that's her baby. You're a dope cast. I appreciate it, man. I You're appreciate it. I don't, I'm my life is my life, and I, I there's I'm not ashamed of nothing I've done. 
I've done it. Yeah. What? It's over now. I'm still yeah, here. I, I love how you just, yeah. how you live and you speak. And it's like, yo, this Man, is If you want to judge me, that's fine. Yeah. Well, there's know, some you, other words behind it, but. Go buy a hoodie still. Facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's the name of the brand. It's ugly, man. It's so. I just. Oh, I'm, y'all see my flops? I'm going to. I just it doesn't matter. I just you yeah, said man. Ugly, so look, I'm, get comfortable. My, but you I know told what? You. If you see my socks still match the fit. A boot comes off. Okay, yeah. A shoe okay. always comes Listen, off during these episodes. Here, yeah, I'm about to sit here. Yeah. I still get my feet done. I'm, I don't know. So, it's just I just I just want people to understand and just be okay with your shit. Mm-hmm. Like everything that you're doing. Everything's one thing my dad taught me. And it's so crazy when my dad taught me this. He taught me this. I was going through a depression. I'm going through a breakup. It was so bad. This this was the manipulation guy. It was just when I finally was like, no more. Can't do this. Blocked. I've never blocked anyone. He got blocked. And I mean, now I learned the power of block. And I, now I'd be like, block, 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 block. block, block, block. My best oh, yeah. And and I learned how to filter emails, too, right? Because, you know, manipulative people, They're, they, oh, they I can't get you on the phone. Way. No problem. Let me send you an email. To the point to where cause I work for the federal government, and I had to hit the security office and was like, hey, can you block this name from sending me emails? Like, it was bad. And so I um, was going through a depression at that time. This was depression number one. And one day my dad came over. I took off work. I couldn't, couldn't go to work. And I had a puppy. Her name was Honeybee. I'm a dog lover. And so, yeah, yeah I mean, dog lover. Okay, I love my dogs. Was, I love my dogs. And Honeybee, one thing, this guy was, you know, I'm not a dog person. And at one point, I thought about giving my dog back. I, my dog was adopted. Her mom was found in a dumpster. And I adopted her. And, well, I adopted her, not the mom, but my, my, my pup. She wasn't born yet. And I was on my couch one day, and my dad came over. My dogs, they, 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 they be with me. My dog's allowed on the couch, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I got a leather couch. I just wipe it off and I clean it. So my dad came over and he just stayed with me. We didn't talk. We didn't do anything. And um, I was going through this depression and he told me before he left, my dog, my dad tried to give me a hug and my dog growled at him. This is when I learned how dogs I feel like dogs are the closest thing to God's love that you're going to get on earth. Mm. And then I realized that dog is spelled God backwards. And I was like, okay, cool. This is dope. The loyalty is crazy. And my dad walked out. Before he walked out, he said, Kelly, I just need you to remember something. Everything that you're going through has nothing to do with you. And I'm like, because I'm crying. Yeah. I'm like, what you talking about? I'm the one who's hurt. My feelings hurt right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm going through some stuff. Like, what you mean? This ain't got nothing. I got everything to do with me. It ain't got nothing to do with you. He was like, there's going to be another young lady. There's going to be somebody that's going to come behind you. And they're going to need every lesson that you learned. And you're going to be the only person that's going to be able to deliver it to them. Mm. <clears throat> it's from that moment forward where I realized everything that you go through in life ain't got nothing to do with you. Nothing. And it sucks because, like, if you aren't mentally prepared for that statement, yeah, like, like but and then for a while I wasn't. Yeah, I was upset because mm-hmm. I'm like, but daddy, I'm going through this stuff and this stuff is heavy, man. Yeah, feelings hurt, not going to work. 
I lost weight, ended up losing like 20 pounds. I'm already small. I was, went from like 120 to 113. Like, I, I went to 107 or something like that. I'm grown. You know what I'm saying? I'm losing weight, stuff like that's bad. Losing hair, you know what I mean? And I'm like, so, so in this moment, you want me to worry about why I'm going through all this for other people. Well, where are these other people at? Can they help me get through this right now? Hello. Like, cause it's just shoot, shooting in the gym by herself, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's not, it's not a good feeling. And so, that statement held so hard to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, even now in entrepreneurship, everything that I'm going through, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Frustrating. Yeah. Very I have my moments mm-hmm. where I shut down, and I'll cry, and I'll be like, all right, cool. Go drink you some water. Maybe a shot or three. <laughs> Go watch a Disney movie. Right, right. And get back to it because this ain't got nothing to do with you. I love that. My dad, if that's not one thing, one of the most important things my dad ever taught me, everything that you go through ain't got nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. So in going through the things that I've gone through, the heartbreaks, the terrible bad decision making in relationships, you know what I mean? Maybe not the greatest relationship, maybe not the greatest decisions. It ain't even just, you know, like relationships, but I, I really, I'm really heavy on relationships because everything that we do is a relationship. Mm-hmm. You have good money, that means you, if you're, you got a lot of money, okay, you have a good relationship with discipline. You yeah. have a good relationship with money. You have a good relationship. I had to realize why my relationship, I just realized this year, in the last, th- in the third quarter, why my relationship with money is trash. I've been making six figures since I was 28 years old. I would love to be able to show you what I've done with it. I, I can't. I bought a house. That was cool. I shouldn't be in a financial position that I'm in right now. It's not the greatest. It's not horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm getting it together now. But I didn't realize until we read that book was it two, three months ago, um, Millionaire Mindset. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that the relationship, my money, relationship with money is horrible, not because of my parents, but because of my parents. I don't know. I ain't never know what it looked like to, have, to not have nothing. Mm. I've always had everything. Yeah. Everything was handed to me. So what I knew was, you got money, go do it. Have fun, go do it. But then there's that little girl credit. Okay? You got money, you can pay it back, Kelly, go do it. Until you ain't got the money to do it because you continuously paying credit back. And that shit's stacking up. It, it, oh, it's stacked. It's stacked. You know what I'm saying? So in the midst of me, and I didn't really realize that I cared and see for me I've always been concerned about myself somebody and I don't want you guys to think like I'm a selfish person but I've been a person where I've only had to worry about me you can't be selfish with eight kids you're right you're <laughs> right but when it comes to like like money you know I, I do do for my kids and stuff like that but I always did for myself I want to up and go I'm gonna go yeah you know what I'm saying but it wasn't until I got into the relationship that I'm in now where I'm really, really, really considering marriage. And I'm like, what you cannot do is go into marriage with no jacked up money. Mm-hmm. Money and communication, finance and communication is the two so things like that's going to jack up a marriage. Yeah. Communication <laughs> is something I already know we're going to have. Not, it's not an issue, but it's a difference because we're two totally different people. Mm-hmm. And we're still figuring out how to communicate. But I don't think that it's fair to drag someone else into my financial shit. Yeah. I don't. So let me fix this real quick. But at the same time, you're like, well, shoot, how long do you think you've had to date somebody for you to continue to get your stuff together? You're yeah. 35. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Luckily, 
my girlfriend is so understanding when it comes to finances because she's been there before. She just hit that road before I did. Mm-hmm. And she did it with children. I'm doing it by myself yeah. to an extent, you know? So I everything is a relationship, you know what I'm saying? And so I've learned the importance of building healthy relationships with everything that I've got going on. Mm-hmm. So when my dad says that everything is not about you, I'm like, okay, cool. It makes sense. Everything makes sense now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just getting it. Yeah. Like, it's all coming full circle mm-hmm. now. Even in the business. Like, I can tell you today, it's so dope. He telling us our time is up, y'all. But we're going to go in for a little second. A lot. Go ahead. But uh, today, I went to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, grits and Eggs. I found it on TikTok. When Which, I go out of town. I have not bro, been there just Let me yet. tell you something. Find your way there. I'm going this weekend. I went there. I found it on Instagram. So I'm on TikTok. So I'm like, all right, cool. When I go out of town, I always try to find a good spot to eat. Nowhere that I can get at home. Mm, I was trying to know you was going. Yeah. I, well, dang. I, I just me. rolled out. I'm, I'm shady. I love you, though. I know you're going to be tired. I didn't know because you didn't come to the happy hour I'll yesterday. I'll get up for, for breakfast. You'll get up. I'll get up. That's okay. my favorite Duly noted. Duly noted. So I went there and I ate. And had a, first of all, I ate two meals. It was amazing. It might be they closed there. No, yeah, I think they closed at three. Yeah. So uh, I went in there, and as I was leaving, the hostess was like, "What does that mean?" She saw my shirt and says "ugly," and I was telling her about the brand, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, that's so dope!" Blah, blah. I got an idea for you. Okay, what is it? I can't you tell, tell you me right now. Okay, sucks to be y'all. Yeah, I about Yeah, but y'all if she likes it. Y'all hear about it. We're going to run it. So I was telling her what the brand is about. And she's like, you just walked past the owner. I said, oh, yeah? She's like, yeah, let me introduce him to you. All right, cool. Start a conversation. He's like, "Uh, I want to buy some hoodies, you know, for my kids. I was like, all right, cool. I don't have them. I'm going to go back to the hotel, and I'll come back. He's like, all right, cool. Talking to him, and he's like, I want to meet with you. And I was like, all right. He's like, what can I do for your business? And I said, man, I just wanted you to have a hoodie. I was going to give it to you. And he's like, nah, what can I do for your business? Marketing something? My marketing is trash. I don't, I, I don't it's just really not, it's not something I want to do. And I'm going to find somebody else to do it. It's not for me. So if y'all listening and you feel like you can do it, let's do it. I can't do it. Uh, it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so I need you to come back down here real soon. Told him I'm not from here, but I come here often, obviously because of our community. And I was like, all right, cool. And I was so flustered. I wasn't flustered, but yesterday I didn't sell out of hoodies. And I was like, dang, I'm going back home with these hoodies. I didn't want to do that. And just in two hours this morning from walking from the lobby to the hotel to going to the restaurant, I sold $600 worth of hoodies. Everything is all in relationships. Mm-hmm. And so I told him, I have learned that the new currency, if people are smart, the new currency is not, it, the cur- currency is it's not just monetary. Yeah. The new currency really is relationships. You build the right relationships, relationships will get you in rooms that your bank account can't. Say it again. <clears throat> Absolutely. Like, and so, and, if, and I can tell because I really don't have a lot in my bank account. And I'm in some rooms mm-hmm. and you know it all because of relationships so 
being a genuine person and learning how to just really build good relationships has gotten me so far and I learned all of that from my dad. My dad and his best friend have been friends for over 50 years. That's my godfather. So I learned about friendship from my dad and my godfather Mm -hmm. because they've been friends for over 50 years. You don't see that. Call each other every other day. Could be a five-minute conversation. Could be a twin. My my dad cuts his hair now. My my godfather has a really bad respiratory Mm -hmm. um, situation. So when COVID and stuff happened like that, my dad cut his hair. And so even though COVID is over now, my uncle just still comes down, just gets his hair cut. It's a bonding moment for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so even now, like my best friend, I'm so busy. I'm, I'm so all over the place. But she'll say, Kelly, I miss you. And at that moment, I know. I need to stop. Up. It's time to pull up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's relationships, man. It's, 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 yes, it's, yeah. it's, it's personal, power, but, and it, yeah. but that requires personal development. Absolutely. Absolutely. It requires personal development. Yeah. Relationships are hard. It could be, it ain't got to just be, you know, romantic. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it's put out there in the light. Business relationships, friends, like friendships, all that. When you really value something, it can be tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? I lost one of my really one of my best friends last year, and I'm st- I, I can't even tell you why to this day. Damn. You know, ten years, and sis was just like, you know, I just don't think we're on the same wavelength no more. And I'm like, what? We see each other three days a week work out with you, stuff like that. And to this day, I don't have an answer, but in my therapist, I was like, Kelly, you should just have that conversation. I struggle with having uh, tough conversations. I struggle Me too. with it. That's something I've been, I've been practicing for this this year, and yeah. I've gotten better with it. Um, yeah. It's still a, a struggle, it's a but struggle. my advice to that would be just have them. Yeah. Like, regardless of, like, the stuttering, because I'd be like, because for me, it's like, how am I gonna get my words? Like, yeah. I know when I get to that tough conversation, I've, yeah. I've had this conversation myself, yeah. and it sounded so great and yeah. so eloquent. And then I get to the conversation, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. and you, you see, you see yeah. someone's facial expressions, yeah. or you hear their tones, mm-hmm. and things like that, yeah. and you're like, oh snap. But um, I probably should have had a conversation, but you still can. Yeah, she's still alive, really, right? Yeah, but the still thing breathing? is, yeah, she's still alive, still breathing. Where I'm still alive, she, I'm still breathing, boy. You value the relationship. You know what jacked me up, man? What's that? For someone to sit here and tell you, I think it's better this way. So I told my therapist, I'm like, well, that person's mind is already made up. I'm not going to fight nobody to be my friend. Yeah, but it's clearly you're still battling it. Yeah, I know. So it's like, you know I mean? say your piece. Yeah. And even if it doesn't fix itself, you still said yeah. your piece and got the closure that you need. Because 10 years, kind of my best friend, she yeah. decided to cut me off. Oh, once you already know I'm going to have some problems, I will catch the first flight yeah. in Vegas. Like, yo, what's yeah. up? What's up? Yeah. 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 The bad thing is me and this friend live in the same neighborhood. Oh. So... Yeah, I'm pulling up to the crib. Yeah, I I haven't gotten there yet. I kind of I kind of got to a place where I was just like, man. When you're ready, pull up. I try to make myself like not care. No, nah, I don't do that. But because it's, what's gonna happen is that's gonna become your your mentality with stuff with friendships, even when there's like minute problems. Yeah, I don't care. And then they're like, no, nah, you do. Yeah, you care. Like you know you care, and it's gonna be like, you're gonna be in this war within yourself. Yeah. Where it's like, I care, but I don't care. Cause I I, I tried to do that too. Like yeah. Um, Fuck it, that yeah. too. I don't care. Yeah. And I'm like, then, then I find myself always being at yeah. war because I'm a caring person. Yeah. You are too. Yeah. I know you yeah. are. So like, don't even put and yourself in that battle. Yeah. And it is tough too because we have mutual friends and stuff like mm-hmm. that. We haven't crossed each other's paths only because I, I've, I've, for every event that we 
should have crossed paths, I I was busy. Mm-hmm. But I know it's going to happen, and yeah. I know it's going to be weird, and I don't want it to be weird. It's, you know what I'm saying? But awkwardness happens. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It is. So, you know, you know, I'll get there. But you know, this is just the ups and downs of, of of life. Yeah. You know, and this is why I try to tell people, like even about like social media, like don't get caught up in y'all see what people want y'all to see. And this is why I love what you're doing in regard to like the vulnerable moments because people don't feel like they have a safe space, mm-hmm. and then sometimes people say space is social media. You like, wait a minute. Like my poor baby Kanye, and he baby going through something, and I, I he bipolar. He is. He I'm not. A, I'm not even like a Kanye fan. I can't even tell you. First of all, I don't even know rap songs because the words go too fast. So I don't. I don't know. I know beats. I know bits and pieces. Like I meet me at the crossroads. I'm. I, I don't know words. They go so fast. Oh, I'm yeah. an R&B person. Oh, me too. All day. And even then, I still look up the words to make sure I'm saying it right. Because right. I know there's some songs that I done made up my own words oh, to. trust okay? me. Okay? And I'm too. still going to sing them. Oh, for sure. Even if I know the right one. But, so, like, just just that mental space, man, like, in our, especially in our community. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that it's growing. The uh, awareness of mental health, mm-hmm. especially amongst black men. I'm happy, but I'm scared at the same time. Me too. And I'm scared because of social media. Yeah. Like this dude, he um we gotta wrap this up. Dang, this conversation getting good though. Mm-hmm. Um he was like, yo, like, in a couple of years, kids are gonna be picking their therapist based upon their social media. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, yo, that's freaking scary. Yeah. That makes because me I had, so nervous. I had to learn that that you had to I've had three or four social I mean, uh three three therapists. And I had to learn that. I had mm-hmm. to learn that you some, first of all, sometimes they're seasonal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Second of all, because you're going through these different stages, right? And so I had a therapist, and then um, she was great. And I felt like I was good. I didn't need another one. And then I got another one. That therapist di- helped, me, helped me get diagnosed with ADHD. And But then she was white. And I'm like, I got to a point where I'm like, some things we just not going to be able to. Because yeah. we not, you know. And then I got with my other therapist, my, my therapist I have now, who um, came by way of my last relationship, which was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And um, she's been my therapist ever since, and she's been great. But it's it's like shopping for the right prom shoe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The, right, the one that just fits. And it can't be off of social media likes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And I'll tell anybody, I'm like, yo, if you have a therapist and they don't give you homework, get rid of them. Yeah. Not gonna require, they, they, they taking your money on this couch. I all my clients homework. Yeah. Every last one of them, like, yo, did you do homework? That's the first question. If not, we gonna, well, let's do it now. Yeah, that's the first question. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's so necessary because we have so, people have got to learn how to deal with their traumas. Yeah. And realize that your traumas really are your triumphs, but you got to learn how to transition them. Yeah, and how to get to the triumph. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, people, so many people stuck in their traumas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right, we got clothes for that. All right, that's cool, man. That's good. I'm, when I come back to it, man, we're going, we can do it again. But I love you. I appreciate everything you're doing. I appreciate you. I'm going to do a commercial real quick. Why don't you close this out if you got anything left in you? I don't know what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> something powerful. Commercial, something powerful. No, I'm going to do the commercial. <laughs> I'm messing with you. All right. I'm going to do my commercial real quick and then I want you to just close out with something powerful, some words of wisdom, right, and you. let people know where they can find you, you. and where they can get some ugly clothes. Yeah, we love ugly clothes. 
This episode is sponsored by the Emboldened Institute. It's my space where I just help people affirm themselves, love themselves, and you know get through that traumatic situation that they've been going through or trying to get through. So text me the word HEAL or text me the word AFFIRMATION to 404-476-6780. That's 404-476-6780. Yo, text me. I promise you it's me, 10 a.m., Seven days a week, 365, we're not stopping this train. we all riding this thing out. I want you to ride it with me, all right? So we out. Kels. All gas, no brakes, man. You know, I don't really believe that method. That you know? No. We're going to take it back, man. I hope you edit it out. No, nothing gets edited out. Just the beginning okay. and the end. That's fine. Well. I mean, if you believe it, that's your forte. Nah, I just I don't, don't believe I'm it. I'm not. Listen, I used to ride motorcycles. Uh, not all the time should you uh, hit the throttle. You should not. Sometimes you do need to hit the brake. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you need to gas into the turn. I don't know. Listen, man. <laughs> that's I get it. You know, it's like they go to all gas, no brakes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I, I logistically, it's not a, it's not the greatest thing to do. The point <laughs> is, is that it's 365 days a year. We're not stopping doing what we're doing. Um, however, there will be some days where we uh, put on the parking brake and just take our moment, but. Oh, I gotta look at the camera, right? Whatever you, whatever you I am do. Kelly Kells, and I am the Ugly Brand. You can find me at I am underscore. No, that's not even my Instagram. I don't know what it. I am Kelly. That's it. I am Kelly K E L L I underscore Kells K E L Z on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. It is me. I will respond. It is me too. Um, maybe not twenty four seven, but I'm going to respond. I'm not responding to y'all twenty four seven. We just send y'all. Just saying, just send the message. Yeah. We're available twenty four seven. Your Instagram. And you can is get underscore. Some, I did put the under, underscore. Did you? I don't know. Yeah, okay. I am Kelly K E L L I okay. underscore K E L Z. I'm sure he'll have it in the notes, right? There you go. Go down to the notes, right? Um, get you some ugly gear at theuglybrand.com. Theuglybrand.com. I want you guys to always know and understand that it is okay. You need to get comfortable in being in an ugly space. Be comfortable being in an ugly space. And remember that everything that you're going through has absolutely nothing to do with you but the person that's coming behind you. Mm. There you have it. I can't close it out no better. You heard it here. We are out. Peace. Peace.